Stories from California Cattle Country is produced by the California Cattlemen Foundation and receives support from the California Cattle Council. We've created this podcast to communicate stories of the people and practices from far-flung ranches and dairies throughout the state to better connect them with the customers they serve. I'm not sure if it's obvious, but I don't come from an agricultural background. I'm fortunate to learn something new on every ranch and dairy we visit. One thing I've come to realize is the stark differences between ranch and dairy operations. To be sure, both ventures involve cows, but that's about where the similarities end. While both produce agricultural products for consumers, are mostly multi-generational businesses involving incredible amounts of work, operationally they're day and night. This difference in tenure require that dairy cows receive different sorts of care to ensure their comfort. Holsteins, the most common breed of cow used in dairies, are quite a bit larger than their cattle ranch brethren. This coupled with the fact that they do a lot of walking necessitates that they receive regular foot care. Think of it like ovine pedicures. On a recent visit to Rib Arrow Ranch in Tulare, we met up with father and son hoof trimmers Marty and Art Dahan. The Dahans visit Rib Arrow Dairy weekly and attend to about 50 cows per visit, providing trims and occasional treatments for other maladies. Dairy cows are quite accustomed to their daily routines, but being that trimmings only happen once or twice a year, they could be reluctant to willfully participate. This required the Dahans to make the process as stress-free as possible. Part of the process is relatively straightforward. The cows are guided gently into a chute for trimming, but the chute itself is a bit of a technological marvel. Once in, the cow is secured, and the entire chute raises a few feet into the air to make for a comfortable working height for the trimmer. The chute has a lift for each leg so the trimmer can secure one at a time. The trimming itself typically takes less than a minute per hoof. The trimmer first uses an angle grinder with a specialized carbon disc to remove any excess horn, and then moves to hand tools, primarily very sharp hoof knives, to attend to more detailed work. After a few minutes, the cow is lowered and released to go about their day. It's hard to convey the complexity and skill set required in hoof trimming through explanation. It's truly fascinating. So much so that there are multiple YouTube cow trimmer accounts with millions of followers to see trimmers at work. In this episode, we speak with Marty and Art Dahan about their craft and its evolution. I'm Ryan Donahue, and this is Stories from California Cattle Country. My name is Marty Dahan, and I'm a, a hoof trimmer from the Tulare, California area. And I'm Art Dahan, also a hoof trimmer at Tulare, California. Uh, I've been trimming hooves for about 20 years now. I, I, I began working for my dad right after 2000, and uh, yeah. Prior to that, I was riding around with him as a kid, so I had a pretty good idea of what was going on prior to that. So. I started trimming hooves in the valley in the early 70s. I was here, and I came here in 1973, and I too worked for my dad. My dad was a hoof trimmer, and I grew up uh, in the trimming business as a young kid. My dad was trimming cows, so I learned a lot from him. All right, and then how long have you guys been uh, involved with the operation here at, at Rib Arrow? Here at Rib Arrow Farms, I started working for Tyler's grandfather here at, at Rib Arrow Farms. I would say it was probably the late, mid to late 70s I started working for them. And uh, yeah, I've been working for them ever since. Yeah, and then Dad has, I, since 2001, I, when I was working for Dad, I was working on this facility. As, and then, yeah, but I, I purchased the business in 2014 from Dad and Tyler's. And, David have remained one of my great accounts. How often do you do you come here? We're here once a week, yeah. unless there's some kind of an emergency, like a, they find a, a lame cow that, that needs special attention. Can you explain just the anatomy of a of a hoof and how it's kind of constructed? 
Well, sure. There, there, there's, uh, you know, a cow has, unlike a horse, has a split hoof. We'll start at the basic, um, the beginning there, and then they have, you know, a series of bones inside the hoof called the pedal bones. There's a couple, couple of them that join together, and then, yeah, they're, they're consistent of, of an axial wall, which is the center walls that face each other in between the hoof, and then the, uh, yeah, the ab axial wall, and, and sole and the dorsal wall is the toe i mean it's 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 just uh what what interested me was that a you you know you do the work very quickly because you're going through a lot of animals and stuff and i think that what even when you watch it what people might not recognize is that a you have to put quite a bit of pressure on a knife right Right. to get to cut through but at the same time uh it's the corium that's underneath is that correct that's correct yeah you have you know a quarter inch under the outer horn, you have the corium, and you know that surrounds kind of the, the bone structure of the foot, right? So yeah, you do have to put a lot of pressure on the knife, but you have to keep really sharp tools too. That really makes the labor a lot easier. Right? Yeah, and but also there's some finesse because like if you get into the corium, it's not t- like it's a very sensitive area, oh, right? Yeah, it will be. It's it's a flesh. It's a flesh, and it bleeds immediately. So yeah, there's it takes a lot of training to to do that. You know, our goal is, is, is corrective uh, trimming to restore balance to the foot, to, you know, from side to side, front to back, you know, and that. What are some of the, the, the typical problems that you'll see? Uh, so there's regular maintenance and things like that. What are some things that you run into? Okay, so regular maintenance, there's there's kind of some infectious things that we run into. Some people would like to be known as digital dermatitis, or I'd hear a lot of times we'll call it a foot wart. It's just a, a, like a bacterial infection that causes a, a lot of times the lesion is about the size of a half dollar and it's very raw and irritating to the cow. So that's something that we can treat with just a topical ointment, you know, and, uh, and then outside of that, there's, there's uh, problems within the hook horn, uh, like sole ulcers are, are a, a regular problem that we run into and cows that spend a lot of time in freestyle facilities, you know, and just, so, and that comes from kind of a, an unbalanced foot and some extra pressure in some incorrect areas, you know what I mean? And that's, Marty, can you, so when you said, you, when you came, say, just as an example, came to Ribeiro in the 70s, what was the process like and what equipment were you using at that time? Well, when I started trimming, I, I trimmed all with hand tools with the clippers and, and a regular hoof knife. And a lot of our trimming, uh, it was different. They trimmed cows with just basically big feet was the biggest problem. You see a cow that was not walking correctly or, or maybe was a little bit lame and that's when we'd get them. But we did all our trimming by hand when we first started. It took right. a while before we went to the... As opposed to a power tool Yeah, as something. opposed to... How would they not run away? Like, what, what were we using to, to keep them still? Oh, well, we would uh, we would uh, run them into our trimming yeah, shoes. Well, your your hoof trimming shoes. Yeah, our hoof trimming shoes were built on the back of a, a, a truck that was a tilt chute. And the cow would literally walk into the back of that chute. We'd pick them up, we'd harness them in, lay them over on their side, restrain their feet, tie their feet down so that we could work on them. That's what, how we did them, one at a time. Just restrained them and trimmed them and put them back down on the ground, all of, with a hydraulic chute. Everything was hydraulic and electrical motor run the, run the whole operation. And so compared to what we saw today, I don't even know what it's called. The machine that you use currently 
Yeah, I, I think the the brand of it would be an Appleton Steel. It's, they call it like the Pro Ultra Shoot or something like that. It's it's a it's a shoot that trims in the upright position, and you trim the cow very similar to the way that you would trim a horse, where the cow remains on three feet, and you're working on one foot at a time. The benefit is that it, it elevates the cow to where the the trimmer is standing in a, in a much more comfortable position. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the, the cow seems to. Uh, she seems to remain a little bit a feeling of control. She has a better feeling of control, so she stays a little calm, more calm. Yeah, where we originally used a layover shoot, so you'd lay a cow on her side. She's not necessarily comfortable like that. They were laying in the bed, but they don't like that feeling at first when you pick them up and lay them down. Where, like Art said, that stand-up shoot is a lot more, uh, it's easier on them, more we, comfortable that way. We have used those layover shoots for decades yeah. with, with great success but as times change and, and you see better ways sometimes you have to adapt right yeah that's just how how it goes and amongst hoof trimmers that is a, a hot topic it's kind of ford or chevy conversations as far as which one would be best but i have my opinions on and in those conversations is that is it about efficiency or is it about well because we get paid as piecework so a, a, i think the goal of every hoof trimmer is is to get a job done as efficiently as possible, right? I mean, because we got a lot of work to do and, and you know, the, the more you can accomplish, the more you can make, essentially, right? Yeah. But uh, Cow comfort is a big deal, too. You know, that the cow's comfortable. When she comes in there, she's not all worked up. And uh, I know that stand-up shoot that Art uses is very, very good at that. Really good that way. Works well. Say, as far as the mental well-being of an animal, it, regardless of the equipment or, or the job you're doing. I, cows have, an, I don't know, an amazing ability just to respond to people. So if you, yeah. have, um, yeah. if you have a really calm man or, or woman working around your cow, that, that I mean, shows up immediately. Makes right? a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. How you handle them. Yeah, yeah. so that is almost paramount over the type of, it is paramount over the type of equipment using just how you're working around the yeah. cows. That is, that is. Uh, it's a big part of the job to really do it successfully and do it quickly. Yeah. The more calm you can stay working with your cows, the better off you are. And the better off they respond. The better off everybody is, the cows. Yeah. Let's see, I saw one that was like kind of stubborn, but just oh. like, it was like, no. Yeah, we run into our fair share of stubborn animals. Well, you're doing something with a cow that's not normal routine. Cows are used to going out, eating, laying down, coming in the barn, getting milk. Then all of a sudden the hoof trimmer shows up. And they smell something probably, and, and it's out of the ordinary. So it's something that uh, they're just not always real happy about. And you're not, even though you're here weekly, you're not seeing the same cows weekly. You're, no. they're, they're cycling through, so you yeah. see them. Yeah. On, on maintenance schedules, you see the same cow, you know, depending on the farmer, once a year, sometimes twice a year, you know what I mean? But it, yeah, you don't see the same cow very regularly. They are a creature of habit, and if you can find a place to work where feels like they're going in a direction where they want to go, it, it makes a huge difference. Like, yeah. Sometimes they like to go in the direction of the pin where they're going to be staying. And if you're working cows, if you orient your, your equipment in that manner to where they're working in the direction, I mean, it makes a night and day difference. Just walk me through the process. So now you get a cow into the, what's it called, the crush, I guess? The, yeah, 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 the chute. The, you get them into the chute. And then what's the general maintenance, the tools that you're using now? Yeah, we use a... A grinding wheel with a carbide insert. We do the bulk of our work with that, and then we do all our finished work with the best quality knives we can find. 
What what do you have a your preference in, in knives? Right now we're using some some knives are called Friedrich Dick. They're from Germany. Mora's out of Sweden or Victoria's. There's uh, none of them seem to be made in America at this point. But uh, you know, I I think just keeping a good edge on any knife you have is the most important. So you sharpen them? Oh Regularly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Every morning actually, I sharpen a, a a large group of knives for myself and our our helpers, and we. Uh, go out and hit the day with them. So they, as soon as one gets less dull, they can pick up another one and keep going. Sharp tools are 50% of your work there. Yeah. It's part of your job. You gotta have good sharp tools. Are you done here or you, you have another place no, to go we'll after? Have, we'll have one more setup after this, uh, uh, after we complete this. Like we usually try and hit two farms a day. That's kind of part of our goal anyway. All in Tulare County, very seldom we get out of the county. Right. Every now and again, we'll uh, we'll go. I have done some work in Santa Maria for some 4-H groups, you know, and uh, just a lot of beef cattle, show cattle, and stuff like that. And I do it more because it's fun just to see something different. I, oftentimes, it's it's kind of a, a rodeo, but it's a lot of fun. One thing with show calves, corrective trimming is a big deal. How those cows are walking when they're calves when they come into the ring, uh, you learn a lot about corrective trimming when you work yeah. with show cattle. Are there, are there, when you're doing the show, cow, I mean, are there someone standing over your shoulder? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, just, yeah go ahead. Looking at their little Bessie, oh, be careful, be yeah, careful. Yeah. You know, it's the way it is. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. No, it is. It's, it's, it's fun. And, and you, you experience all kinds of different personalities. You know, yeah. some apparently know more than you immediately, and then others are just so grateful to see you there, right? So it's, yeah. it's always interesting. Typically, like, well, if we're talking beef cattle, any time you get a cow standing in a dry corral or a, or a paddock or, or pasture, that, I mean, moisture really makes has an effect on the hardness of the foot. So if cow's feet are dry, they're they're tough. That's they just are. how it goes. But, yeah. you know, in, in some of our dairy facilities where they're often getting clean, they're a lot more manageable, I guess you could say. Trimming with power tools versus trimming by hand, what would you say, Dad? Uh, it's a little faster with the power tools. And we used to do it all by hand, and it was a lot of... It was a lot more work that way, but, uh, yeah, but the power tool made a huge difference. Yeah. These guys were animals. <laughs> yeah. They, they, could, uh, they must have had the, like the biggest forearms. They did. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember one time I was trimming some registered Angus for a guy, and them feet were like concrete. I still remember. I knew the guy pretty well, and I was working on this one cow, and he says, man, he says, you look like you're having a struggle with that. I said, well, come here. I had a big, long toe on this one claw. I said, here, cut this off. I gave him that clippers and he got on that thing and he was a big old boy and he started grunting and his face got red and he goes, man. I says, well, that's what it's like. Yeah, right. there's certain techniques where you can cut through those hard feet that if you don't know that. that yeah, if you don't know that. There's a way you can set a nippers to where, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> couldn't get through it. You know I mean? So it's kind of, you, you tricks the trade, right? Yeah. You learn fast when the feet are hard. Yeah. Well, um, thank you guys for taking time out of your day to come and talk to us. I know this is a little uh, a little different than most days yeah. for you guys, um, but I think people will be really interested to uh, to hear all about all about this. So, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for talking to us. Yeah. A special thanks to Tyler Ribeiro for setting us up with Bart and Marty. We'll have a podcast on Ribeiro Dairy coming in about a month's time. If you'd like to see photographs from our visit, including pictures of the Dahan's fancy shoot visit www.calcattlecouncil.org. If you want a glimpse into our travels, we've started an Instagram account, at Cal Cattle Country. 
I'll be posting a slideshow from this visit there. If there's something you'd like to hear from stories from California cattle country, you can contact me directly at ryan at calcattle.org or leave comments on our various social media posts. We'll be back in two weeks with stories of herding cattle with a helicopter in Kern County. Thanks for listening. 